You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by Xmark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at xmark.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 377, entitled, A Year Like No Other. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for those questions, the comments, and the feedback uh, that you guys have been sending through. Appreciate it, as always. Uh, at the time of this uh, episode coming out, uh, we are now uh, October the 4th of 2022. So uh, as I uh, mentioned last week, uh, the uh, Equip Expo is fast approaching uh, on uh, October the 18th or so. We're just uh, you know, a few weeks away. Very, very exciting uh, for those of you uh, that are going. I'm still uh, on the fence. Uh, I've had some things come up. But uh, still uh, very much hoping to go, uh, like I said uh, last week, I believe, uh, that I've got a hotel booked already. I uh, just have not booked flights, uh, only because uh, with the hotel, of course, uh, any sort of last-minute changes, uh, there's um, you know no issues with canceling uh, the reservation. But uh, with flights, uh, I've got, uh, you know, you, you pretty much are stuck with the flights uh, if, uh, you know, you have to make changes or anything like that. So I haven't booked uh, flights yet, but I keep my eye on them, and there's still uh, lots of flights available as of uh, you know this moment now. So uh, yeah, still hoping things will work out, and uh, that I'll be able to uh, go. Looking forward to uh, going and checking out the Equip Expo. I think it's going to be uh, just absolutely uh, probably uh, the biggest show. I know the last one that I went to. Um, was that uh, pre-pandemic one, the 2019 GIE Expo, and that had uh, the biggest attendance record uh, that they had ever had um, in their history. And then, of course, uh, the year after got cancelled because of COVID, and I think when it finally made its return uh, there in 2021, it was more of a scaled-down version. Uh, so I think uh, here in 2022, uh, with it now being uh, rebranded as the Equip Expo, it's going to be uh, just massive uh, because, uh, you know, even here uh, in Canada where, uh, you know, I've talked about, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the pandemic restrictions and all that, uh, they uh, actually just uh, removed everything um, this past week. October 1st uh, was uh, when they finally removed everything. So like, uh, even if you're unvaccinated now, you can cross the border into Canada. Uh, you don't have to, uh, you know, show any proof of vaccinations. You don't have to wear masks on airplanes in Canada. All the sort of stuff that they're really holding on uh, till the very end uh, there, uh, they uh, have lifted uh, all of that. So I think that's going to uh, increase a lot of, uh, you know, the travelers and all that sort of stuff uh, going. And, and a lot of um, the guys on this side of the border are thinking about going to Equip Expo. 
um, not having to deal with any of those uh, restrictions stuff when they, you know, come back home and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, this year will be uh, probably their biggest show. I know that they've announced already that uh, they've already sold out all of their booths. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be jam-packed with stuff to see. Uh, you know, indoors and outdoors, every booth is sold out. Uh, so that is uh, pretty crazy. It was mind-boggling in 2019. I don't know uh, whether or not it was sold out in 2019 uh, in terms of the booths. But, um, yeah, you know, I've talked to uh before on the podcast about, uh, you know, when I went there, um, just it was crazy, uh, just walking through and there was so much I missed. Uh, even after a few days of going through, I noticed new things that I hadn't noticed before that I had walked past multiple times, uh, you know, in the uh, days um, preceding. And just never noticed the stuff because there's just so much to see. And then outside, I, well, for me, literally, it was um, just like sensory overload. Uh, I went out there for a few hours on one day, and uh, you know, it's it's massive. Uh, you know, you see flags of um, you know and signage and things for the manufacturers like way in the distance, and and it's like crazy. Like it's something ridiculous out there, like forty acres or something like that. Um, so it's just like you see stuff like so far in the distance and. It was just like, I couldn't, and then of course, everybody's, uh, testing mowers out and, um, uh, you know, you, all this equipment and all this noise happening, um, that it was just like, it's mind blowing. Like, w you know, what you can get out there and, you know, if you're really thinking about buying some equipment and you've got a couple of different machines that you're trying to weigh and maybe, you know, you've got, um, you know, one dealer near you that carries, you know, one type of brand, but they don't carry the other brand that you're considering. But then, you know, across town, maybe that other dealer carries that other brand. And, you know, you like to compare them, but, you know, going driving across the different dealers and stuff, it can be tough to do comparisons like that. Uh, where this uh, just makes it so much easier to be able to like on the same day to be like there uh, in person looking, um, you know, at the type of equipment that you want to, to be able to test uh, drive basically uh, that equipment, uh, see how it feels and how it handles. Uh, so just an awesome opportunity if, uh, you know, you are especially uh, looking to uh, add some equipment to get some ideas for your business to, of course, um, uh, network with other uh, people uh, that are in your industry. So yeah, it's a, it's a, a really amazing time. I will say that it was mind blowing. That outside uh, portion of the show, like I said, for me, it was sensory overload. I spent literally maybe four, three or four hours or whatever outside and then it was like, that's it. I can't, I can't, uh, handle it. I had to go back inside for the rest of uh, the time. Um, because of course, all the, most of the manufacturers are inside as well. Uh, and you can see all that equipment. You just can't, you know, use the stuff or turn it on or anything like that. So if you need to get less sort of hands on, uh, experience, then you got to go outside for that. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, so it was for me, a sensory overload. I was like, ah, I'm going back inside uh, where it's a little bit quieter because, you know, you don't have all these machines going on and I can sort of, uh, you know, hear myself thinking and stuff. But yeah, it's just awesome. If you haven't gone, definitely something uh, to do 
if you know at least once in your lawn care or landscaping business to go check this out uh you know it happens yearly um it is literally like you know uh, it's cliche to say but it's like the disneyland for landscapers right it's like there's just if you love um your landscaping your lawn care business if you love equipment uh and tools you love industrial design um you know if you if you love that sort of stuff um then it's definitely um something that you have to check out you know for me i definitely love tools definitely love equipment um but yeah that industrial design that you know just the uh, you know, in industrial commercial equipment, the nuts and bolts and stuff, when you see a nice piece of equipment is, uh, yeah, it's just something that's uh, cool for to check out and see. So yeah, definitely something uh, I would recommend uh, to you guys uh, to do at least once. If you want to book uh, your show passes, uh, I believe you can still use that uh, 50% off discount code. Uh, it's my name, Julio. So you can uh, head on to the Equip Expo website, and uh, get your show passes uh, on the checkout page. There'll be a coupon code or discount code section. Just enter uh, uh, J-U-L-I-O and that'll get you 50% off of your show passes uh, at whatever uh, the regular rate is uh, at the moment. And you definitely want to pre-book show passes. So, uh, you know, even if you're getting them, um, you know, a couple days ahead or whatever, Make sure you book them uh, ahead of time, uh, because if you wait and, and just uh, pay for your entry fee at the door, uh, you know, of course, it's uh, going to be uh, quite a bit more money. I believe it's like $80 or something like that uh, to enter uh, at the door. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, so you definitely want to uh, book um, you know, in advance, uh, if you're going to be doing that. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, uh, going to the equip expo, uh, if I'm able to, uh, and, uh, hoping, uh, all that, uh, works out. So this week has been, um, pretty interesting. Um, of course, uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to uh, anybody who is uh, uh, in Florida um, who has been affected uh, and uh, by tropical storms and uh, hurricanes. Um, it's been pretty devastating, not only in Florida, uh, but uh, here in Canada as well. Um, tropical storm um, coming through as well on the east coast uh causing a lot of uh flooding and devastation um and you know houses uh, getting washed away and stuff like that um but some of the videos and stuff that i'm seeing from florida are pretty pretty devastating um you know it's uh, heart goes out to to anybody who's dealing uh, with that especially if you've got um well not especially but uh obviously this is a lawn care uh business uh podcast so uh when I say especially those who are in lawn care and lawn care businesses, only because I can relate to you. That's no disrespect to anybody else who's not in the lawn care business or has some other business, a plumber or whatever the case may be. But just the devastation of, you know, having, you know, the possibility or chance uh, that, um, you know, with the flooding and all that sort of stuff that, you know, you have ruined equipment and all that sort of stuff. And you, you know, kind of got to start from scratch reminds me a lot um, of the crazy flooding we had here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, here where I'm from, 
uh, this past uh, winter where it was just relentless rain uh, that wouldn't stop. And, uh, you know, I think I told the story before uh, of, you know, like whole farmers fields uh, getting like flooded, like completely underwater so deep that farmers were literally um, getting on jet skis uh, and riding through their barns uh, and then like putting uh, a rope, uh, kind of like a leash around their cows and leading the cows uh, behind the jet skis as they were um, having the cow basically swim uh, doing like the doggy paddle behind the jet ski as the jet ski was kind of like obviously not going fast he's going slow but uh, to be able to lead their cows one by one out of uh, the flooded barns and things like that it was just just crazy to see you know a farmer on a jet ski pulling a cow behind him um, so yeah just crazy and like whole highways and um, very popular tourist spots and just, you know, areas that are just um, exceptionally uh, beautiful in a natural sense uh, for like tourism attractions and things like that completely destroyed uh, because of the flooding and stuff, just crazy amounts of water uh, that happened. And like I say, whole highways completely, there was a time where we were completely shut um, and cut off from the rest of uh, the whole country, uh, like all the highways and everything's like supply chains. Every, we had to ration gas and stuff like that because couldn't get new, uh, you know, gas coming in and stuff like that because the highways were all uh, washed out. So I feel for all you guys in Florida who and those uh, affected by, um, you know, tropical storms and hurricanes and all that stuff uh, this year. It, uh, you know, Mother Nature this year, um, he just is not. Uh, not happy, I would say. Uh, and that's, you know, part of the title of this show, uh, this uh, week, uh, A Year Like No Other refers to that. Uh, it has been uh, pretty uh, crazy. So uh, besides uh, that, uh, the other kind of strange uh, thing that happened to me uh, this week, uh, actually more this weekend, uh, and it's part of uh, something that's popping up now um, with sort of a Quip Expo is uh, I got a recurrence of gout in my knee uh, this past weekend. It's the first time in like two years since I lost uh, all that weight uh, that I got um, a gout attack. So that's kind of worrying me because it's been three or four days now of taking meds and it's not really making a difference. Uh, I've been uh, resting it and stuff uh, and uh, trying to um, you know, hopefully get that cleared up. I know, um, you know, uh, previously, uh, the last few times I had it a couple years ago, uh, you know, I, I've had it for many, many years. Uh, but when, you know, little attacks would come, it would last two or three days and go away. Um, you know, take meds, it would go away. But um, the last few times uh, that I had it uh, a couple years ago, um, the attacks were really long, like, weeks long. Uh, there was once uh, where I had it and it was over a month um, where I was taking meds um, every day um, to even be able to, like I would get up in the morning and I have to be on crutches uh, to even, I couldn't even put my weight uh, on my leg. Uh, and then I'd have to take the meds and stuff. I'd wake up early, take meds and stuff, have them kick in. And then I'd be able to get some mobility and I could hobble uh, around at work. 
and get my lawns done and stuff, uh, which would only aggravate it, obviously, working all day. And then uh, it would be uh, back with a vengeance in the evening. And then the next morning would be repeating. So that's the only thing I'm kind of worried about uh, currently right now um, with uh, the Equip Expo is that this is hit. And uh, hopefully it goes away uh, before. But um, obviously, if it's something that uh, is in full-blown attack like it is right now, um, then, you know, getting on a plane for uh for me would be roughly well it'd be two flights uh, roughly about eight hours of flying um so yeah that would be very painful and uncomfortable uh to be sitting in a, uh you know a tight air airline uh seat where you you know got to have your knees bent and stuff and right now i can't really bend my knee and stuff so uh, that's one of the things i've uh, i'm currently worrying about uh but i'm i'm optimistic that it'll go away and that it won't be like those last ones. Uh, so yeah, hopefully uh, that uh, works out. Uh, the other interesting thing uh, this uh, past week, uh, actually on the uh, last week's episode, I was talking about uh, providing exceptional customer service to your clients. And uh, the day that episode came out, I had another instance of uh, something that I was uh, doing for a client actually showed up. Uh, and it was kind of a sad um uh, day as well because I showed up at uh, customer we'll call it customer number one uh, that I've talked about uh, in the past as well. This is the client that um, was uh, the very first client that I signed up uh, when I uh, started my own brand after I left uh, the franchise business. So the very first new customer, and um, I've talked about uh, you know servicing that customer now for uh, at least twelve. 12 years now, uh, mowing their lawn. Um, and, uh, how this year, over the last year as well, I started noticing some changes, obviously, uh, with being very elderly and stuff. And then, uh, dementia had kicked in and stuff like that. And so I talked about how, um, you know, this year, um, she went to a care home just a few months ago and the son was, uh, here and, uh, you know, basically, um, you know, getting the house ready and sort of that stuff because she's obviously not going to be returning. Uh, so this week uh, marked the last uh, cut of uh, that property of uh, customer number one. Uh, so I showed up on uh, Tuesday to do the cut. The son was there. He was just, I noticed a sold sticker on the house sign. And uh, originally he told me um, October, end of October was going to be the new possession date for the, the new owners and stuff. Um, uh, so I got there and then um, he was uh, basically had a small like moving van, a U-Haul type van there. And I uh, was moving uh, some last bits of things that he had in the garage. Everything else in the house was already gone. Uh, he had a uh, an auction of all the stuff in the house. Uh, through some company that came and inventoried everything and then did like an online auction or something. Um, so those are some last things that he was keeping that he was taking with him. He lives in a different part of the province. Uh, so he was loading up. And then uh, he basically told me just to cancel service that day, um, partly because of uh, the weather. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, but uh, so yeah, so it was interesting. But then, uh, so he's, he shows, I show up, he cancels service on me right there. Uh, and then um, he tells me to, um, or ask me for my help. <laughs> 
to help him move. Uh, his, uh, he had some, uh, furniture pieces there in the garage to get into the U-Haul truck. So, uh, kind of funny. I showed up to mow the lawn. I didn't end up mowing the lawn, had the service canceled and ended up helping him move furniture into the U-Haul truck because he was by himself. Um, so, and not a big deal. Like I said, it was just, I was happy to do it, happy to lend a hand uh, and do it, especially, uh, you know, given the history of this client, uh, you know, servicing uh, his mother's lawn for 12 years uh, and being customer number one, kind of a special place uh, in, uh, um, you know, my heart in terms of the fact that, uh, you know, when I went out on my own um, and, you know, decided to leave the franchise and now it was like me, it's just me, uh, you know, essentially uh, feeling like you're, you're um, vulnerable and stuff because, you know, you've got this new company name and stuff like that. Nobody knows you uh, from anything else. Um, you know, you're leaving this franchise behind and all that sort of stuff and you're starting from scratch in a different part of uh, uh, the city. And, uh, you know, you have this customer that um, uh, takes you on and uh, gives you a chance. Now, even though I had five years of experience doing lawn care with the franchise company and all that sort of stuff, it still felt, um, you know, like you're starting, you know, from scratch and stuff and, and having a customer uh, take a chance on you and have that customer be so long term, like till, you know, 12 years later until essentially, um, you know, them not being in their house anymore. So yeah, it was a bitter, uh, sweet uh, week uh, last week uh, because of that. Uh, very grateful uh, to be able to, um, you know, have clients like that, uh, that, uh, you know, allow me to uh, take care of their lawns on such a long um, term basis without, um, you know, having to worry about, because let me tell you, over these, over the 12 years, there's been plenty of flyers, plenty of uh, door knockers, plenty of door hangers um, of competing companies each and every year uh, trying to uh, earn, uh, uh, you know, clients' business and stuff. So to have clients um, who are loyal uh, to you and your company is just uh, something to be uh, very, very grateful for. So I'm just going to take a quick break here and then uh, we'll get back into this week's episode right after this. So stay tuned. Summer showers, dust that chokes, acres that just won't end. Exmark knows the job of a landscape professional isn't an easy one. That's why we've crafted a legendary line of mowers built to overcome any obstacle. So you're ready to close the deal and finish the job, like you always do. Cut from the same red metal as your Exmark mower, you aren't just good at this. You were built for this. Okay, a year like no other. The title of this uh, week's episode uh, is just one of those things. Now, I hinted upon, obviously, um, you know, the hurricanes and, um, you know, the floods earlier uh, in uh, my part uh, of the world uh, here last winter. Uh, and it's just, you know, that is the story of this week is just the unprecedented weather that is happening all over the world. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy to think. Uh, I've never in 17 years of, uh, you know, being in lawn care, uh, experienced a year like this. Uh, to see, 
you know, crazy forest fires that seem to be a, you know, a regular occurrence each and every year now, the smell of smoke all the time, um, you know, seeing these crazy devastating hurricanes that aren't just regular hurricanes, you know, these are like category five hurricanes, like just craziness that you're, you know, we witnessed there in Florida, uh, this past week, um, and now here I am, you know, I've spent, I've been doing this podcast since 2015, if I'm correct, uh, I believe so. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of you guys who have been uh, listening to this podcast from the beginning, uh, probably get tired of me talking about the rain uh, and the amount of rain we get. And this past winter, uh, like I uh, talked about there, uh, was no different except that it was torrential rain. It was, you know, we probably had the wettest uh, winter uh, and, and spring. It didn't even feel like we got a spring this year that kind of just went right into summer because the spring was just so wet and so, um, you know, just heavy rain all the time. Now, the crazy part of all this on the flip side is, you know, uh, be careful what you wish for, because I can remember specifically uh, me sitting in the spring, you know, after seven months of rain or so, you know, uh, daily rain and stuff, trying to, you know, mow lawns, and it was constantly raining, and, you know, spending every single morning having to scrape lawnmower decks, uh, getting all the clumps of grass and stuff that stuck to them because the lawns were always wet every single day. Uh, trying to clear, you know, the clogs and all that sort of stuff and saying, man, like, just stop raining, just stop raining. Like, it's so crazy. Well, like I said, be careful what you wish for, because now it's the complete flip side. So the rain did stop. It stopped in uh, towards, uh, you know, the middle to end of June. And it has not rained now since. And that is another unprecedented unprecedented story unto itself uh being here in the pacific northwest you know from you know vancouver all the way down to seattle you know it has not rained it is crazy like these are the cities that are known worldwide have a reputation for the constant rain and you know we do get dry summers that is the you know has been a normal thing to you know july august be the two months that uh, you know it doesn't rain and then the rest of the year it's pretty regular rain and i always say that um you know when september hits uh the rain comes um with regularity like almost like clockwork. Um, you know, I tell that to customers uh, when I'm explaining my weekly uh, as-needed lawn service, where I mow their lawns each week through the um, uh, spring, and then in the summer, the two months, July and August, I do bi-weekly mowing. And then uh, come September, I always say the rain returns like clockwork, and then we get back to a weekly mowing schedule. Well, that clock... Uh, is not working. Somebody, you know, didn't change the batteries in it or something <laughs> because the rain has not come back. Uh, it has now, you know, been all of July, all of August, all of September, and we are now in October, uh, and it still has not rained. 
in the Pacific Northwest. Lawns are completely scorched. Uh, they were scorched back in the summer, uh, July and August. Uh, we have had, uh, you know, very hot summers the last two summers. Uh, so, you know, with, um, the watering restrictions that we have here, which they increased, which is kind of weird. Now, looking back, because, uh, you know, last year, last few years, watering, depending on your house address, you were allowed to water twice a week. Uh, this year, they dropped it to once a week, uh, depending on your address. So either a Saturday, and I believe the other day is a Sunday or something. Uh, for my own lawn, it's Saturdays, uh, Saturday mornings. Uh, so they dropped it to only one day a week. Uh, now, traditionally, because it is, you know, the Pacific Northwest, uh, where we get lots of rain, most houses do not have irrigation systems because there's not really a need for it. Uh, and traditionally, you know, on the hot summers, if you wanted to keep your lawn green, you would just use one of those little portable sprinklers with the garden hose, stick it out on the lawn and water. The trend that I've seen uh, now because of uh, more restrictive watering restrictions uh, is that people aren't able to do that because you were, you know, in the past, uh, you know, when I was a kid growing up and stuff, my dad would throw the sprinkler out on the lawn in the middle of a sunny day, water the lawn and stuff. But now the restrictions, the times that they give you are, are literally early, early morning or like the middle of the night. And people are just are not going to do that. They're just not going to get out of bed to go water a lawn, to go put their sprinkler out and stuff. You know, only the people that have irrigation systems that can program them in with the different zones and stuff can, you know, water their lawns effectively. Everybody else, if you just got a portable sprinkler, you know, it's near impossible to do that. Um, you know, without a lot of hoses and things, you know, if, especially if you've got an oddly shaped yard that may, you know, a sprinkler may need to be moved and stuff, you know, you're not getting out of bed to go do that uh, and stuff. So I've seen a, a large decline in that. And because most lawns don't have irrigation systems, they have been going dry uh, very uh, quickly and stuff. So this year, uh, like I said, it's crazy because here we are, uh, it's October um, you know, by October, I would be putting snow tires already on my car. Not that we get a lot of snow here, um, although it has been a more frequent occurrence uh, the last couple of years with the weird weather changes and patterns. Um, but mostly I'll put uh, uh, snow tires on and stuff because of all the rain uh, that we get through the fall. They just have, you know, they have all those little uh, sips and stuff uh, that they call them in the tread and stuff. I just find, you know, they're perform uh, really well in those really wet conditions, especially if you're, uh, sometimes some roads have a little bit of flooding and stuff, um, where, you know, the uh, sewers and stuff are trying to catch up uh, with the water and, you know, you get leaves and stuff clogging and stuff. So they just perform really well. So I normally would put snow tires on and I have, haven't even thought about it yet. Um, I'm still wearing shorts. <laughs> crazy in terms of, uh, you know, the sort of uh, casual wear t-shirts and shorts. It feels like summertime still uh, here in the Pacific Northwest. It's crazy. But the downside is those lawns um, going into October. Now, traditionally October here, this would be the last month, the last push uh, for lawn mowing Halloween. Um, you know, the other thing I, I talk to clients about is Halloween being that last 
um, sort of week traditionally of mowing and, you know, Halloween marking that, you know, the end of the mowing season. There's been a couple of years where the mowing has extended into sort of uh, mid-November and all that. And then you're doing, you know, some leaf cleanups and stuff. But traditionally, Halloween marks the end. So to to be thinking that this could possibly be the last month of mowing uh, for 2022, but lawns haven't even recovered yet from the summer drought and there's no rain on the horizon uh, as of yet um, could mean that, you know, the mowing season is done uh, essentially for a lot of lawns. Um, You know, there are a couple of lawns where uh, one in particular that I did, um, you know, last year I was mowing every week. Um, This year, you know, I've had to make changes. I've had to uh, think because there's literally nothing to cut. It's like, dry and brown the lawns look dead um and that's the other thing is that either for next year i'm not sure how these lawns are going to bounce back if in fact the rain doesn't return in time before the cold weather starts to hit um you know that'll mean that these lawns will have been dormant from basically july uh all the way till the spring of next year uh, which is unprecedented here. Um, I don't even know if the lawns would be able to recover, uh, you know, being dormant that long uh, for a lot of them. Um, So like I say, there's like one client where I mowed once last month uh, for that client. And it was like, you know, I mowed it once. It it probably, uh, if I'm being honest, probably didn't really even need a cut. Uh, I was cutting a couple of dandelions and stuff down and stuff like that. That was about it. Uh, But it's just one of those thing. So I, you know, it's, I'm starting to see that this, these weather changes, this climate change is obviously uh, something that is, uh, you know, whether it's here for the long term, like, you know, 10, 15 years or, or just short term, you know, a couple year blip or something. I'm not sure, but I do know that I have been seeing it change over the last few years with just heavier rain for me during the spring uh, and, and traditionally winters. Um, the weird heat domes that uh, you know happened the last uh, summer and then this summer was very warm. We didn't get a heat dome, but it was very, very warm. Um, and now this sort of unprecedented no rain returning uh, in the Pacific Northwest. So if, you know, for a lawn care business, Weather has a ton, uh, obviously a ton of um, to do with the outcomes of your business, the profitability of your business. If people don't need their lawns mowed, um, then you don't have a lawn mowing business, essentially. So that's sort of the thing that I'm kind of facing right now is what to do next uh, in terms of the lawn care business. Do I keep it going the same way? Or is it time to pivot that business and start to either offer different services or focus on different types of clients, which is where I'm kind of leaning uh, towards uh, thinking of doing more, basically taking a page out of the book of uh, Paul Camara uh, and uh, his company, uh, uh, spring green uh, landscaping. Um, just, you know, focusing in on more quality 
than quantity of clients, right? And I don't have a lot of clients to start with. I don't have tons and tons of clients. Um, but, you know, Paul Camara, because obviously there's guys out there that have hundreds and hundreds of clients and stuff uh, that I've heard of. I don't do that. I've got these, you know, long-term clients, um, the majority that I call, um, you know, sort of full service where I'm doing, um, you know, they're trimming and stuff of their trees and shrubs and stuff and fertilizing and all that sort of stuff, but it's not all of my clients. Uh, so I'm starting to think that maybe that is what I need to, to do is focus in on maybe less clients even, but those I'll call them high-end clients, not that they're not, um, you know, essentially high-end clients, but clients that just really like their landscapes to look good all the time. So these are the clients that have irrigation systems. Uh, These are the clients that, um, you know, uh, want the fertilizing done. They want the aerations done. They want, um, you know, overseeding done. They want all of those extras. And then they're asking me to trim uh, their shrubs and hedges and butches and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, and doing all of that uh, sort of landscape uh, type work for them as well. I think that's probably where I'm going to start um, focusing in uh, the next uh, few years uh, of the business is doing that. And actually, you know, a client of mine um, was talking about this uh, earlier in the spring, asking me, uh, you know, how things were going and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, I was talking to him about, um, you know, just because uh, he was talking about, um, he's obviously, he's an older gentleman, he's retired and stuff. And, you know, just saying he's, you know, so tired and stuff. And he actually used to be uh, a landscaper himself uh, at one time. And, uh, so he can't do that type of work anymore. It's too physical for him. His body can't, uh, handle it anymore. So I've been taking care of their lawn now for about five years. Uh, so that in itself is high praise. I would say if, uh, you've got an ex landscaper, an ex lawn care landscaper guy who's hired you to do their own lawn now that they're retired and older, in their sort of, uh, you know, uh, senior years and, uh, you know, and to be able to do it for so many years now, um, to have them as a loyal client. And, you know, they're always very pleased with my work. Um, you know, they're always, you know, every year getting me Christmas gifts and things like that. Um, so that's high praise to me because obviously an ex-landscaper is going to have pretty high standards on what he wants on his property. And they're a full service client. They're ones that I do the mowing, they have irrigation. Uh, I do all of the uh, aerations and fertilizer and stuff. And then I trim all of their uh, shrubs and bushes and all that sort of stuff as well. Uh, He has me do everything for them, everything. And he keeps saying, you know, I I love this work. I used to do this uh, all the time and stuff. I just can't do it anymore and stuff like that. And uh, things. So high praise uh, for a client. But I was talking to him and, and, uh, you know, he was saying how, you know, he was pretty tired and had to go take his nap and stuff like that. And and, uh, I was kind of joking around and, and saying, you know, uh, I know why, um, you know, uh, professional athletes all retire at my age. I said to him, uh, you know, my body basically, 
or my brain still thinks it's 20, but my body is like, you know, hold on, hold on now sort of thing. Right. And uh, he was laughing about that and stuff. And uh, he said to me, you know what you need to do? He said, uh, you need to uh, uh, cut down the amount of work that you're doing or the amount of clients that you do. He says, only keep the good ones like me. <laughs> he says, just do it a few days a week or whatever you need. Because uh, I was uh, you know, talking about, you know, I don't know what I would do next if I were to change or do something like that. Just kind of, you know, um, uh, chatting with the guy about, uh, you know, what comes next in life and all that sort of stuff uh, down the line and stuff. And he's like, I guess, um, again, high praise uh, coming from Hex Landscaper who... Um, you know, at the uh, thought of, you know, maybe down the line, some years away, uh, when I decide that, uh, you know, I don't want to mow lawns anymore, he's already trying to plant the seed in my brain that, you know, um, to uh, not quit completely, just to keep, uh, you know, the really good clients and keep doing those ones. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of funny, but it kind of got me thinking about that. And, you know, thinking about my interviews that I've done with Paul Camara as well, about having those, you know, Paul has uh, employees, he's got uh, very nice equipment and, uh, uh, you know, trucks and stuff like that, lots of uh, the Isuzu box trucks and things like that. And he's got very few clients. I think when I interviewed him, it was something around the 20 mark. Uh, But these clients are these high-end clients. And in fact, this year, um, you know, he changed his business again. Uh, He was doing all of the mowing and all of that for all of these uh, particular clients uh, and doing all of those, uh, the tree trimming and the prunings and all that sort of stuff. And he wanted to focus this year on just that part of it. Uh, That's what gives him the most joy uh, is doing that type of work. So he uh, basically um, got somebody else to take over the mowing, uh, somebody that he could mentor and help out if they needed, but somebody that he could most importantly trust uh, that they were going to keep up the high standards that he uh, had maintained on all these properties because he's still doing these properties. He just doesn't. He's just not doing the mowing anymore. So, um, you know, I started to think about that. Um, you know, having less clients. Uh, but focusing in on those higher end clients that have, you know, the work to carry you through because those types of clients, you know, when the weather's bad, when, you know, there's these drought conditions, when, you know, stuff like this is being, you know, uh, throwing a wrench uh, at you, those are the clients that you're still working on, like through these months of having no rain and these lawns are literally scorched like literally scorched it they are brown there's nothing you you know block upon block neighborhood after neighborhood it's all you see is these brown lawns here right now which is completely crazy uh but the lawns that i don't have an issue each week are those ones that have that irrigation system are the ones that because they're the ones that I fertilize, they're the ones, um, you know, so it's no issue. They're carrying me through and, you know, I'm doing tree uh, prunings and things like that for them and trimming their bushes and, and all that. So it has, uh, thankfully, um, you know, been able to carry me through uh, with these other uh, lawns that, uh, you know, you get in clients that are calling to cancel and stuff and, 
you know, it's an unprecedented year. So my normal um, rigidity in that scenario, I've been a little bit more understanding with this year because it is unprecedented. Um, so there are clients that I'm still, you know, here we are in October, I'm still mowing them every two weeks or uh, still doing some, uh, you know, like I did that, the other one was once a month where I would be mowing it every week uh, at this point. Um, so it's just one of those things um, moving forward is just sort of, you know, recognizing those changes that are coming in your business um, and those sort of surrounding conditions and what you can do about it uh, to basically pivot and, um, you know, move forward, uh, find a new path. Uh, there's a, you know, a famous saying uh, by uh, a hockey great, Wayne Gretzky, um, you know, and being Canadian, obviously uh, a proud uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, athlete for Canada is uh, one of those things uh, is like uh, the sort of um, the proud son of Canada, you could say, uh, being, uh, you know, Canada being such a huge hockey uh, nation. Uh, but his famous saying, uh, when he was asked once, you know, how he, um, you know, how he managed to score so many goals in his career and break so many records and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, he said, I skate to where the puck is going, not to where the puck has been. Uh, which basically kind of sums it up, right? He knew reading the play, what was going to happen before it even happened. And he would put himself in those areas on the rink that he knew that that puck was going to end up. And that's how he would, you know, get the puck and have, you know, the puck and, and be in these uh, areas where would give him then a advantage to then, you know, go and score on the net. So basically, in your business, you have to do the same. You have to kind of keep your head up and read the play and see, you know, where things are shifting to. Um, so, you know, and sometimes, you know, you don't want to do it preemptively um, without enough, you know, facts and stuff, because that can be uh, pretty disastrous as well. Um, if you got a good thing going and then you suddenly just up and uproot everything and just change, uh, without sort of, uh, you know, the evidence and stuff to back it up. But in my case, in terms of like this weather, as an example, seeing, you know, how the weather has been just crazily changing and, and just some other things like the, um, Schaefer beetle infestations that we've been having here, uh, on the West coast, uh, a lot of that stuff affects these poor lawns, these lawns where customers are just looking for a mow only, the customers that just want it mowed just so that it's um, so that it's kept up, right? But they don't care about the health of the lawn per se. They just want it cut. Um, all these things, these uh, climate change, these, you know, infestations of uh, pests and bugs and stuff like that 
have devastating effects on those types of lawns and those clients are not, you know, they're good clients in terms of, you know, when the conditions are good and the grass is growing and stuff, you know, you know, maybe they're not wanting fertilizer, maybe they're not wanting aerations and stuff, but you know, as long as it's raining and stuff like that, you're at least getting a weekly mow out of them and and that sort of stuff. But when these infestations happen and you get these, uh, conditions where the weather changes and stuff like that those lawns get a, get hit the hardest because they don't have um you know good plant health their the roots on those those uh that grass is not healthy uh the soil conditions are you know more barren compact all that sort of stuff so those are the clients that are always going to be coming back and canceling service and telling you to skip it and doing all that stuff where, you know, with that other type of client that wants everything done, that wants their lawn to look nice, those are the clients, you know, they're going to have their sprinklers, they're going to have irrigation, they're going to have sprinklers turned on, have you fertilizing, doing aerations, trimming uh, uh, plants and stuff. Those are the clients. Those lawns are not going to be affected. If they do have, you know, pest problems and stuff like that, they're going to want you to take care of it. If there's damage left over from those pests, um, like with Schaefer beetle damage, when uh, the Schaefer beetles are, uh, uh, their grubs are eating the grass roots and then the skunks and crows and stuff are coming and tearing up the lawn at night to get uh, at the grubs, those clients are going to have you take care of that. They're going to want that lawn fixed. They're not going to leave it all torn up like that. Whereas those clients that <clears throat> just want to mow, just want you know the basic service, those are the ones where, and I see it all the time, where those lawns are just left. They don't care. Mow around it. They don't want to spend any money on that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's one of those things where trying to figure out how best to target that type of client, those, you know, ultra um, full service clients uh, that want all that stuff done. Because the um, the challenge is, of course, as well, is if you're driving around in your vehicle and, <clears throat> you know, you've got all your signage on your trailer and trucks and all that sort of stuff, you're going to be getting calls from, a bunch of people, you know, all sorts of clients, those ones that just want the cuts and stuff like that, uh, and just want basic service. And so figuring out, you know, sort of that, what's the best way to target those clients and try to discourage the other clients so that you're not having to spend a lot of time on those other clients that you don't want. Um, and, you know, be able to target sort of that niche market uh, of that higher end full service type client. So that is something that I'm thinking uh, of switching to for next uh, season um, because the clients that I do have that are like that already, they're fantastic clients. Um, and like I say, they carried me through this summer uh, with this, you know, the drought that's happening right now and all that sort of stuff. They've, uh, you know, there's always something to do on those uh, properties and stuff. And it, um, 
really makes a difference um, when you have those sort of extreme weather conditions and extreme uh, events uh, that it's less of uh, an issue on your bottom line um, than, you know, with those clients um, that don't uh, have their lawns taken care of. Those are the ones that uh, it really uh, affects the bottom line. Uh, so I'm grateful uh, and super thankful that uh, I have uh, a huge number of my overall clients are that sort of uh, full service client, but thinking now, like, you know, going, moving forward, having them all like that, um, and just dealing with that. Now, the one downside with that, for me at least, is that I'm so used to um, the summers in being able to, um, with that sort of, you know, part of clientele where I'm not doing everything, it affords me the ability when I'm switching to that bi-weekly cut um, to be able to go away, uh, go on vacation, enjoy family, all that sort of stuff, where <clears throat> the only lawns that I'm cutting weekly are those really good clients. So if I fill my schedule completely with those really good clients, then I'll have, I won't have won't be able to do that. Uh, I'll have to maintain weekly cutting throughout the season. Uh, but it will be less clients, um, I'm thinking, because it won't need as many clients uh, to make up because there's so much other work uh, that uh, you can take on and stuff with all the, you know, the hedge trimming and all the stuff that you're not, I'm not getting from those clients that are just a cut uh, mowing only type clients. So lots to think of uh, of with these uh, crazy conditions, uh, you know, and that's just sort of sharing my what's going on in my head this year um, with what I've seen. Of course, <clears throat> everywhere is different, but the weather seems to be very strange all over the place. Uh, so although you're conditions may not be the same as what mine are. I'm sure you're all uh, dealing with some sort of new normal, um, you know, that has happened uh, over the last few years uh, with just the way your business is, the way the mowing schedule uh, has to be, you know, sort of adjusted and adapted to. Um, And yeah, it's just one of those things. It's uh, an unprecedented time. Um, for us all, uh, just just seems yeah, just like a whole uh, array of uh, sort of the perfect storm of, of things happening. Uh, pardon the pun there, um, with uh, you know just different conditions and stuff. So being in you know a lawn care business, if you know lawn care is your main thing, um, at least here in the Pacific Northwest, this has been a challenging season. Um, if especially if you're dealing with a lot of those types of clients that are just the mow and blow uh, type clients and they don't want anything else, then, you know, you could take a a huge, uh, it could be a huge potential, huge hit uh, on your bottom line this season uh, here. So yeah, just unprecedented uh, uh, things happening here in the Pacific Northwest, still waiting to see how it all will play out uh, this year, whether, uh, you know, Halloween will mark the end of the mowing season and that's it uh, in terms of, you know, dry grass and all that sort of stuff, which will be odd too, because then essentially be going, you know, if lawns are going dormant, if, the, you know, the frost hits and lawns are still yellow, then that'll be strange too going into 
winter, potentially, you know, looking out uh, Christmas Day, say this, you know, so to speak, and uh, looking at lawns that are all brown outside would be like completely strange. It'd be like being in the twilight zone or something. Um, you know, usually they're green by, you know, this time of year already. So be, yeah, be kind of strange or whether we get a weird, you know, with this sort of warm temperature, maybe that, maybe we get an extra long season this year. Maybe the rain will finally hit, but it'll stay mild and maybe I'll mow, you know, through November and December. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Who knows, right, at this point, what's going on? So, yeah, just an unprecedented season. And, uh, you know, that's why I called it uh, this episode a year like no other. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now. <laughs>